Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi Creative Coaching System, I'll help you unlock your full, fierce, and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real-life backstage stories and some simple confidence-boosting skills. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Public Showering. And today I have an absolutely gorgeous woman with me. She is disgracefully pretty and I met her in real human form at, <laughs> at Pol Art a couple of weeks ago. And it was such a pleasure because she's just such a gorgeous human. Her name is Jessica DeBank and she is with me right now. Hello, my darling. I was not expecting that intro. <laughs> literally feel like fabulously famous right now of course i, I love i love my public sharing guests to feel like they're ab- like a million dollars of course you do <laughs> i love this <laughs> we'll do we'll do public sharing every day like every hour maybe i can just I make an alarm clock for you like good morning jessica debank welcome oh. to thursday oh my god stop it'd be like the truman show but like a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what i actually watched that i needed something just to be on in the background and you know when mm. you put a film on to sort of let it just happen and then you Oh, yeah. sitting down and doing not what you're supposed to do at all and I forgot how creepy beautiful that film is it's like amazing and so am I allowed to swear on here yes you can oh my god it's so <laughs> fucked up at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a public carriage showering I do put that little adult tick on it to say that it's not for kids okay, but I'm goodness. pretty sure the kids are listening they probably um, will I hope so. Hi, kids. Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, like, cause I actually forgot what year that film was made, but I know it was made at least 20 years ago. And it's amazing how relevant that film is now. Considering. Oh, it's, it's like, I remember, I think I had to watch it for when I took film studies many moons ago at school. Oh, wow. And then I watched it recently again. And I was like, whoa, this is so fucked up. And Isn't we it? still do it today. Like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> I still watch reality TV shows and I'm hooked. And I never think like... The trauma, the trauma of the Shubran show. I cannot, I cannot. I think what's actually funny about it is that, like, obviously, if, if Ed, by the way, if you've never seen the Truman Show, we're really sorry. You can just fast yeah. forward this moment. But like, <laughs> otherwise, watch it, though. It's great. It's Jim Carrey at his best. Um, but, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of people that tr- basically are, like, I will be famous if I go on a reality TV show. Yeah. And now it's just, like, I don't know what a real celebrity is like anymore. Like... Back in the day, yeah. like Brad Pitt or Jennifer Aniston or, I don't know, I'm trying to think who my favourite celebrities are, uh, David Beckham, um, like uh, Vivian Westwood. These are like real mm. proper people that have achieved mm-hmm. amazing things. And now you can just be basically a really interesting, vibrant character, but therefore you are now famous and now there, there well, we are. Yeah, but like for, for so little. like, <laughs> And also only like a handful of people know who you are. Yeah. And they also have the biggest egos. No, I'm not saying all of them. No. But a lot of them do have the biggest egos for like being on that one reality TV show. Yeah. And I know like they've got to carry it on because without carrying on that kind of like energy and character, you can only go so far. But I feel like there's just so many now. I don't really know like what famous famous is anymore I don't know what famous famous is anymore because I always think like at the end of that film when Jim Carrey comes out and well Truman comes out like what what was his life I want like Truman Show 2 where he comes into real world and goes fucking hell this is a nightmare what I'd rather go back in again I (laughs) generally think there's a reason why they would never do it yeah because it's it's too dangerous 
Yeah, uh, he would have to go onto a remote island somewhere where literally nobody knows him. No, he gets to know who he is all over again. Oh my god, it's just so deep, isn't it? It's just so mm-hmm. deep. But actually, though, in episode two, we already said we're going to talk about some social media moments that have happened in your life. So make sure yes. you stick around for episode two. But for right mm-hmm. now, um, let's talk about you. So. Me. Ms. Jessica. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put my phone on a 90-second timer, and you're going to tell okay. me your entire life story for the whole world. Are you ready? Okay. It's Got like it. the, sh- the Truman Show in Fast Forward. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> ready? So, like, okay, Ooh. okay. Oh, God. So, like, so like basically anything, any, from from the moment you were born. No, no, no. Any, okay. Anything you can think of, and I. most people always give me everything in about 40 seconds, because actually 90 seconds is a bit longer than you think it is. Yeah, no, you're right. You'll be oh, fine. God. You'll be fine. Okay, ready? Okay, pressure is over. <laughs> All right, three, this. two, one, go. Right, my name is Jess. I came out the womb and that was it. That's all you need to know. Right. No, I'm joking. And now I'm here. <laughs> now I'm here and I'm ready. Um, I don't know. Uh, the only interest, I feel like life got really interesting when I actually did start pole dancing because I'm going to say that. So I started pole dancing. I came into Annie Sudo after a really bad breakup and I was like, all my friends were in relationships. I was like, I don't know what to do with all this spare time that I used to just put all on this one guy. Um, so then I just walked into this studio and was like, oh, I'm going to try one of these classes, but I'm never going to do it again. And then I just got stuck there. Amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's. But I don't really know what else to say about me. Really. All right. What did you do at school? Okay. okay. What did I do at school? Oh, originally, I actually wanted to become an actor, actress. I don't know what we're going with now. I think it's just actor now. I really wanted to become an actor. So I spent literally all of my school years just wanting to train to become an actor. Then I went to uni and obviously did college acting. Then I went to uni as an actor got my degree. was so happy. I worked so hard for it. I got, And then I was like... Don't want to do it anymore. <gasps> I know. It was just like I just, I just think I know how hard it is to get there, and right. I've seen people struggle. Right. And I was like, I do love it, and right. I did want to go to drama school, but then I walked, and then I found, I stupidly found a man, <gasps> a stupid, stupid right. girl. Boom. That's your that's your ninety seconds. I feel like <gasps> we've it. we've got like a full TV drama going on here, we right? Do. <laughs> Okay, Maybe then. I'm going to be the reality TV show. I know. This is this is, this is actually the start. The public yeah. showering. I don't know. The musical is going. No, on. No. <laughs> okay. Oh well, let's start with that though, because okay, so yeah, until until Paula, I actually met mm-hmm. you. Like my my image of you is basically that you you have an incredible flow. You are a pole dancer. I know that you teach and X and X and X. Mm-hmm. But actually, I had no idea that you have um, a history of acting. Then, like, what was it? What was it about acting that you were particularly bothered about? Um, do you know what? I loved just being a different character. Yes. I loved, like, going on stage. I preferred more if it was more film than stage. I felt like stage, you had to, like, overact a lot. But <laughs> I did love stepping into a different character. I loved, like, literally researching these characters, finding how you can imitate that character to make it your own. I literally loved all of that stuff. I loved Shakespeare, weirdly. Um, really? There's some, there's some I did not like, but, um, yeah. I mean, but, Shakespeare uh, is a lot, really, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like when you're learning it, like... 24-7 it was like do you know what I cannot stand this but <laughs> I did love the fact that literally every story or film that is created 
Like, you can always revert back to Shakespeare and be like, oh, my God, this is this, or this story is this. It is it's fascinating, so isn't it? Like, actually, for one of my um, Sadasi, like, my training classes that I have, which mm-hmm. is just about building the story, I use Romeo and Juliet as as one of the things, because the thing is, unless you, even if you've not read Romeo and Juliet, everyone knows exactly what happens. Exactly. Like, yeah. you don't need to know all the characters, but generally speaking, there's a party, they meet. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to happen, they run away. One of them has a bit of a major incident, the other one goes yep. fucking hell and they all die there we go that's yeah. Romeo and Juliet <laughs> classic love story <laughs> it sounds like you had a similar one anyway. <laughs> I, I it my reawakening unless I got onto the pole and, but yeah. oh my god you, oh my god please make a really dramatic pole thing oh my, god, I need to. my reawakening to pole oh uh, yeah <laughs> but it's good yeah okay then but like what um why why film? Because I've I've done a few acting courses a bit like this. And like I had this image in my mind that maybe like acting for film could be something I'd be interested in doing, but like mm. there's something very different. Especially now like you're a pole dancer, therefore you yeah. are on stage. Like there's something so different about when there's a camera completely in your face versus when you have to perform to an entire room of people. I absolutely yeah. So I loved the uh, the subtlety. So mm. like in a way when you're on film you have to like dial back so much and it's more like you've got to like see the thought process of what's going on with the character rather than when I'm on stage Mm. you have to really express how you're feeling because you've got to like tell the people at the back you've got to convince the people at the back what you're feeling as well Mm -hmm. and I do love stage acting I don't get me wrong there are so many plays that I've seen that I've just been like wow that was absolutely phenomenal but I just love the subtlety that you have to do when doing film Uh, I don't know what it is I just really liked it but I I also didn't really like sometimes you know when the camera is so close to you like it's so invasive and sometimes I like it but then sometimes I'm like oh god I'm really vulnerable right now and they're like we're just doing one close-up and they've been there for like 10 years and you're like oh god Oh, they wow. see everything. Have you? Yeah. Um, did you do anything professional? What was all like stuff that you did at college that was um, like the major stuff you had cameras in your face? So I think when I got to uni, um, I auditioned to be part. It was basically like a student film, but they actually did win an award for it, which oh, I was cool. really proud of them. Um, they yeah, they kept like sometimes they'll like tell you like oh we won an award for this because of this film thank you so much I was like oh that's cool so I was in this like <laughs> like student film called The Way We Wander and um, that was like my first proper like paid kind of yeah. like film and that was like a proper intense um, if you think about like kind of I'm trying to think of how it was like you know like Skins back in the day oh Skins yeah yeah it was kind of that but com- really really like pretentiously artistic so like the <laughs> colors were really vibrant like you're randomly in like this play i remember there was one location where we were randomly in this outdoor swimming pool which was getting shut down in Br- near bristol oh, i was like this love is it. so indie it's making me feel sick oh i love wanky art films though sometimes you oh, know they are so good though aren't they <laughs> I I am here for all the things, and I like this is what I especially for pole routines, and this is this is literally what I love about pole is you can be as cliche as you want, absolutely, and you can be completely as arty farty as you possibly mm. want, but all in the space of five minutes. So that's that's kind of like whenever guys, if you ever think that oh wow, Sophie's ideas are so iconic, yeah, no, most of it is really just inspired by absolute cheese, yes, <laughs> and absolute, absolute artist like complete wanky art film. 
<laughs> yeah, like as if like cause sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is going to be so expressionistic. Like <laughs> you, I want the audience to interpret how they feel, how they went. And I'm like, this is so pretentious. It hurts, but I, I am actually about it. I'm actually about it, and I don't care. I literally I, don't I care. I think a lot of people are like. I mean, you you can let me know if if you're the same. I really hope that someone else does this because this is me in a nutshell. Like especially when I have music on, when I'm like thinking about maybe a new act or whatever, I always have music on and I properly believe that I'm in a film. I do it oh, all yes. the time. I do it on buses if it's raining. I <laughs> might follow inner, the one, that oh, one raindrop that goes down the, oh the my car God. window. <laughs> if I could record my inner dialogue, the amount of Oscars I would have won by now, which does also happen in my head frequently. <laughs> oh no, I'm literally the same. I'll like take note of things. And I'm like, that would make a great performance. Like, just that little thing. And then I look back and I'm like, actually, no, that's pretty true. Like, it's the only one. Do you ever do it as well if you're, I mean, ho- hopefully people on the other end of this uh, podcast today, please, for the love of God, message us to let us know if this is you as well. Mm-hmm. When you're a little bit inebriated and you're even more confident than the normal, have you ever actually recorded any, any of you do, like either like on voice or actually on film or anything? And then the next day been like, what the hell was I doing? Why, why I yes. Or, so what I used to do is I, I'd love to write like plays oh like, yeah this will be the one everyone is going to be talking about this later. and then i wake up i'm like oh my god this is shit <laughs> what was i thinking but in that moment the confidence that i gave myself i need that confidence throughout though i just i need that confidence throughout because i i wouldn't be here i would be on a private island somewhere <laughs> making millions because of that one play that i just put out i think you know that like bare confidence that you have and i i, I genuinely do talk about this when I'm coaching and stuff like every now and then we do have this like absolute raw confidence in ourselves mm. about something but it's normally when we're alone and yes. hence the name public showering like we are so confident like in the shower we are living our like Beyonce moments or Absolutely. yeah you're out in a field and you know no one's there so you'll sing at the top of your lungs or when you're a bit drunk like <laughs> you're, you are just the most powerful person but somehow it's like how do we harness this information and maintain it for when we want to make poll routines or anything else i i'm so i'm recently struggling with that now at the moment so whenever i go on stage really it's like yeah i'm finding going on stage at the moment really hard to get that confidence interesting and there's like so many seeds of doubt before i go onto it and every time i come away because you know when you do your routine and you're like right my routine's four minutes with it once the moment you get on stage your routine is 30 seconds like if you, if you like, even remember any of it yeah and you're just like i'm just doing things i'm just going with it but yeah i'm trying to be like i need that same ego that i have when i'm like training on my own or if i'm filming stuff and i'm posting it i need that same energy and i need to bring it on stage because i feel like at the moment i don't know whether anyone else gets this as well um probably but I have I, no doubt yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm stopping myself. It's not even that I can't do it. I'm mm. stopping myself from doing the best that I can. It's That's so a, interesting because I mean, yeah. again, from um, from the, the pole art was the first time that I ro- watched you in 3D. In uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, and it's and it's like that. If if that's the dialogue that's in your head, it definitely doesn't come out at all. But I mean, it's interesting to hear like. You know, I'm I'm sure loads of people saw your your guest performance at Polar and other and other comps. Like, I bet it, it must be quite a surprise for a lot of people to hear that because that isn't the the image that you give off in any way at all. 
And maybe I do have an ego then. <laughs> maybe all this time I had one, but in my head I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. <laughs> but actually it would make sense though. If you have all this experience as an actor, like I would say all of us are incredible actors. All, all Literally all mm. of us. And uh, I mean, some of us, I guess we can act in what I would call extreme circumstances, which in extreme really is going on stage. It's the most, it's the most obvious you can be without yeah. doing anything else really. But like we are all really good at, you know, white lies, um, mm-hmm. You know, one says, oh, are you feeling all right today? And you go, yeah, yeah, I'm sound. And actually you're like, no, I literally want to kill I'm myself. I'm dying inside. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone, yeah I'm <laughs> dying inside. Please shut the fuck up. Um, but like there's, there's loads of people. I think all of us are incredibly capable of acting. But it is really funny when you get on stage because it's like either it's like maybe you're at this, this time right now where slightly you're doubting yourself. But like mm. it's when I go on stage and maybe you agree with me on this because like it is mm. so fun being somebody else playing yes. a different oh, person I love it do you know what sometimes even like I'm trying to think of it in like non poets even sometimes going to work um, like when you so I sometimes uh, well I work part time at this cafe and I actually do enjoy it like yeah. it's really small cafe it's like cafe work can owned. be super fun you can it's really so, invent yourself all, every day yeah <laughs> and like you know when you get different clientele so mm-hmm. you've got like I always change up so where the cafe I work is it's predominantly quite um quite like I'm going to say middle class so or, or yeah. quite posh so like I change myself completely I'm like oh my god yes no worries like I will obviously get that for you how is everything with your food and I know I would never speak like this at all but then when I occasionally get the other people I'm like oh yeah we're up for a banter and I just I love changing it up to to like almost like suit the audience I do oh, love it yeah well I think it's definitely a thing, especially when you, again, when you graduated from an art school, basically all of us go into hospitality at some point, don't we? Oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah, I did the same after I graduated from the place. I was working, well, I was working in hospitality before then, but then I just yes, did yes, it same. during yeah. it. And I always enjoyed it, and I really always enjoyed being a waiter for, for those things as well, and having a bit of a banter and sort of like... I don't know, there's something really majestic about somehow creating a genuine feeling between you and this random stranger that yes. you're only going to be with for maybe a couple of hours. But like, you know, even even if you're having a shitty cafe day because, oh God, I'm in my cafe and I'm not in the mood today. If you send <laughs> yes. that person on their merry way and they seem to have a lovely time and then giving you a tip, then, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I don't know, like it's like a little win in my opinion. It always was. Like oh, if someone's gone saying, oh, thank you so much for, for a lovely meal. Like I'm like, oh, <laughs> I tried. And sometimes I even like go, I'm just going to, I don't give a shit today. I'm going to see <laughs> And they still tip, and I'm like, yes, I love this character. Maybe they love me because I was such a bitch today. <laughs> have you ever, because I mm. definitely did this a couple of times, have you ever mm. actually done like a fake accent or anything? <laughs> Do you know what I did when I worked at a call centre? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, because I was so bored and I hated that job, but it was one of my first jobs that I ever got into. Yeah. And I really wanted money. I just really wanted money because <laughs> I wanted to go out with my friends. And I, yeah. I remember always being like, with my friend being like, oh, should we just put on a different voice every single time when we did the call centre? These people are always going to put the phone down. We knew that. Like, no one wants to pick up these calls. I hate them. But yeah, I used to do it a lot. What was your favourite one? <laughs> oh my God. I think I used to do like a Deep South one. I love like, what, like American South. Like yeah, no, like deep down south <gasps> in the like Tennessee. I used to love doing a voice like that. I, I, <gasps> I just love it. I love it. Yeah. No, I literally love it. <laughs> that is literally that's like melted my heart a little bit. Like, I would buy. I would, I would buy anything from you. What are you selling me? Pie, apple pie. <laughs> I'll sell you some apple pie, something. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my God, that is that is gorgeous. Though. Like genuinely, what an I'll incredible what, accent. If I ever got into film, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Mate. I just want to be like a beautiful Southern belle somewhere, somewhere in the deep South with my white picket fence. I'm doing that character. Oh my God. It is. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I can't remember that. No, I, can you do any accents? I can, but not pretty ones like yours. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What accent are you really good at? The one that comes out... Mm. Easy, easy. It's, <laughs> it's like it's just like London, just like, like that one. Oh, I don't even know. Is yeah, it like, London. Is, like, is it like Cockney? Like I don't know. It's just like I, I, it's just know what? It's just like annoying though, isn't it? I it's love it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the London accent. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love and actually. I guess it. I guess it wouldn't be an accent. But I guess it's just like a general dialect that I get because obviously, obviously I'm from the north. But when I'm in yep. London, my northern accent becomes like a weirdly London north, which is <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm trying to think how I even do it now. But I think it's just a little bit nicer. So I just sort of just say things a bit more like this. So it sounds a little bit more southern, but it's not quite southern. Whereas normally this is what I actually talk like. Over <laughs> the change. More north. The change. Yeah, northerners. Northerners have an ooey sound. Mm, like more mm. ooey and southerners are a more atty sound in general mm. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> do you know what yeah you're fucking right basically oh, but yeah I, some for some reason I think it's because when I was younger the, the one part I wanted to play more than anything in the world was Dodger in Oliver as in the musical <laughs> really I love that and I don't know why I think I've I've always had an affinity I don't know maybe you can tell me because you, you, obviously you've done all of your various acting things and I definitely yeah. even in my poll work I like to play a character which is closest to Puck or a Dodger or basically characters that are they are a very central character in a play but they're mm-hmm. normally the one that sews the show together if that makes sense yes uh, yeah I've never wanted to be in a do you know what? Actually, no, I agree. I've never wanted to be a main character, but mm. I wanted to always be... You know when there's always that... So it's not the... I guess it's the supporting actor, but yeah. everyone remembers that. Because they're, yeah. they're so key and integral mm. to that, um, whatever that piece is. I yeah. loved that. I never, ever wanted to be a main character. I always felt like they got the most boring, obvious part. And I don't know why. It just was Yeah, that. it's interesting. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure what that comes from. I think, like... It's a little bit that underdog vibe. Like, yeah. Yes. I love yes. Underdogging. Is yes. That a good word. It's the best thing. It's a bit like I'm just trying to think of something now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Okay, I'm gonna think of like the Black Swan. Like you got Natalie Portman. Obviously, she's the main character. Yeah. But Mila Kunis in it. I was just like, yeah, I would. I've always wanted that role. I've always loved that role. Yeah. I wonder if it is because maybe I think it's the one that the audience watches the the play or the film through because and you're, they like them. Yeah. <laughs> it's we just desperately want to be liked yeah. <laughs> love me <laughs> just love me yeah and they're normally yeah they're normally they're usually either completely classless or they're always yeah. of a lower class than the main character for some mm-hmm. reason like they're either poorer or they're magical or they're something yes. and I think it is that same thing because again like most of the as if you go back into Shakespeare time the most of the people that were watching that all they know is Lower class, the royal family. <laughs> yes, that 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 was literally your uh, your graphic right there. Yeah, that was literally it. Exactly. And then that, this middle character of Puck. So again, Puck for anyone that doesn't know anything yes. about Shakespeare, Puck is basically um, a character in A Midsummer Night's Dream, and mm-hmm. he is a little shit, basically. Absolutely. 
<laughs> fucking annoying thing. He's ever. a fucking annoying thing. He's also the, the one that narrates a lot of it as well. So he's um, the Titania the Queen. Uh, yep. He's like her main fairy and he's the one that causes mischief and he gets the lovers to fall in love but then he accidentally puts the wrong love juice in each other's eyes which causes all this chaos, hence mm-hmm. comedy, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of pug. Um, and yeah, I think it's always, it is just more fun to just just play the one where... I don't know, you've got license to do it wrong and like license to be like, please love me. I know I'm not perfect, but just yeah. just love me anyway. <laughs> it's like they they the way that their character like um journey, it's not lenient. Like the main characters is very much like, right, this is it and that's the goal. Mm. But I always find that the kind of yeah, like the underdog character that they can free roam. And mm. I love it. I've always loved underdog characters. I just love that they d- drive the story in such like, whether that be funny, whether that be dark, um, whether that be like, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I love them. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if what this comes to when it comes to Paul, though, actually, because when you think of like your, would you say that your main style would actually be more of a classic style or do you kind of slip into sort of contemporary character roles? Because I, I don't know if I've seen you be playing characters so much in your, in your Paul No, work. do you know what? I never really do. I, I don't think that's me. Um, that's I'm interesting, considering really... your background. Yeah, I've just... Uh, that, yeah, no, you are. You're fucking right. <laughs> no, I, Jess, yeah, I, what the hell are you doing, mate? What, what, where, I'm fucking going, what, what is this degree about, Jess? Um, no, I just... Um, I've never wanted to be, like, such an obvious character. I always wanted uh. to make it, like, kind of weird... But my style, yeah. But not like I don't know if there was like a theme. I never want to go as like completely obvious what that theme was. Right. I always want to like change it up a little bit, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm just because I'm just wondering. Maybe if you're like you're not sure what this character is right now, maybe it's time to go back into these like old school notes. I'm assuming that you kept most most of your uni notes because I've still got reels, reels of things I will never look at, but I need to keep them. Yeah, I don't know why. I've still got like a massive folder of all my work. I'm like, oh, I should keep that. I'm like, why? When, oh when am I ever going to go? I might go through them, though. I think, you know what, though, because I've, I've moved like a handful of times and every now and then I, I will open something and t- one or two things happen. Either <laughs> I'll look at some notes based on something and it's just literally my mind mm-hmm. going wild and it's hilariously embarrassing because it's obviously very of that time. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is so old school. Or I'll read one of my like dissertations or something like that and it sounds so clever. I'm like, there are so many syllables in the words that I've written and I'm not sure what they mean. <laughs> yeah, so I had that when um, I did a lot of creative writing. Uh, creative writing was like part of our uni programme anyway. Yeah. And there's some, I'm like, this story is fucking beautiful. <laughs> and then there's some, I'm like, Never ever pick up a pen again. Like, I, there's just like no in between. But like some of, I think when I got to like third year, and I, I think I like grew up a little bit because uh, I don't know yeah, if it's the same with you, but I went it? from like college straight to uni, and right. definitely like the first year, I was like way out of my depth because like you all of a sudden it's so weird. Like you go from college where they kind of like tell you what to do, and at uni they're like, yeah, go do what you need to do. Kind like, of. Oh, You're like, yeah, but like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, they're like, can I get some help? And they're like, no. And you're like, oh, okay, um, okay. They're like, yeah, just go into a library and find a book and find out how it relates to what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, well, we've never really done that on our own before, but thank you. Um, <laughs> luckily, I made friends with one of my um, lecturers and she was really nice. She'd be like, right, 
I can't tell you, I can't give you any help. But if I was to write this essay, I wouldn't do that like that. And I'm like, oh my God, you saved my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I need to actually thank that lecturer because she like got me my first. I'm really happy. Oh, hell yeah. Get you in your first. Get it. I know. Yes. I was so, she was, I, cause I said to her, like, I really want to get a first. She was like, okay, if you really want to get a first, this is what you don't do. And I was like, oh, okay. Which is oh. everything that I've ever known. That was nice like, Uni makes you like have to really think outside the box, which mm. was really, that I think I struggled with that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I think, um, I mean, actually, yeah, because we've both been to like, like art schools and I always yeah. think about this when, um, when we work with um, new pole students or I always talk about this when you're tackling a story and you're, let's, I'm going to, sorry for another, I'm going to call you a muggle. Someone that basically <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't a weird old artist that spends their yes. life doing weird things like me. You are a muggle, you are a normal human and you mm-hmm. are probably better for it, to be honest. But I agree. <laughs> when so. you- <laughs> sorry to muggle shame you guys, but you are. <laughs> Exactly, like muggle promote is either wanky artist weirdos and muggles. That's basically it. But but people that haven't been to an art school and stuff like this, like we we are we are really trained to do exactly what you've just said, Jess. It's like mm. you, you you don't get given the answers at all, and it's really bloody annoying because you think you're going to go to either dance school or drama school, and you're going to get given a script, you're going to be told that you're yep. Juliet, and you're just going to go forth and be an actor, and it just isn't like that. Like what they really teach you is exactly that to fend for yourself and figure stuff out because you yeah. can't. It's actually it's it's really individual. Your own practice, which is also a very very arsy word, developing your own mm-hmm. practice oh, is. Okay. I know it's very arts council isn't developing your own practice but when like for for anyone that's out there that isn't is a pole dancer wanting to be in a competition you are actually developing your own practice and you just don't mm-hmm. realize it's just that no one formalized it in a really annoying way like we were told yeah it's it's so yeah because you can relate that absolutely definitely to pole because like I went from school where school teaches you what to do they teach you like a play and you would play that character the way that it is intended to be played Mm. you go to uni and they're like i want you to play this character but i want you to completely like change the character yeah i still want you to follow the script and it's so like you've then got to find this creativity (laughs) out of going out and partying all the time because you want to make friends (laughs) and you're just like when is this like big like creative like like eureka moment gonna make sense because they're basically telling me right we want you to play this character but i don't want you to play that character i want you to find a different character and then i want you to present that to me i want you to blow me out of the water i want you to give me something new You're and right. it's it's so protect like i love oh, do you know what i'm saying it's so pretentious. i fucking loved it i thrived <laughs> I, and i loved that i loved that creative aspect of it because everyone had like this different identity yeah i don't know how to explain it but you know when you just see like oh you're definitely a drama kid it was kind of <laughs> like that <laughs> it is true i mean i I've, I've explained this to so many people i mean if you if you went to i guess like contemporary theater school i went to contemporary dance school so can you oh, imagine <laughs> like you were that character <laughs> i was that character i was the one that had like a wh- my haircut at that time was diabolical god <laughs> the clothes i was wearing oh my god we had to go through it didn't you and i'm, I'm only talking like 12 years ago as well it's not yeah. even that and i'm just thinking damn I already hate my own hair like mm, <laughs> from no. but like you'll be amazed how weird everyone is again for people that haven't been to art school you spend three years literally being as fucking weird as possible like you you mm-hmm. try you try your best and it, it this is like all this weird creative stuff you have to do it somehow you have you to have actually to, do it but it's it's odd. they don't want you to be the same they, they no. literally are like right how are you going to impress anyone 
by just yeah. following everyone else. Yeah. And you're like, actually, no, you're right. It's yeah. so hard to be weird and to be like, how can I be so yeah. different from every other human on this planet? It's really hard. It's really hard to identify yourself. And it's also really difficult to, unless you've got it in you, unless it really is something that you love, like improvisation. I love improv. It's it's something that people are starting to get to know me for. But like, it's... I, oh yeah, no, I, I, well, I've seen it twice and I want to see it again and again and again. My, my um, improvisations to uh, sponsors' bios is starting to become slightly iconic now, I have to admit. But, like, but there's, you know, like once I'd never really done improvisation before I got to dance school. And as soon as you're able mm-hmm. to unlock that, again, like pole dancers out there, like... Yeah, there's loads of ways that you can do structured improvs and there's loads of ways that I can teach you to do that but it is actually one of the hardest things in the world to do because you literally have to lose your mind you have to let go of it you have to stop mm-hmm. caring and you have to be mm-hmm. ready to just be completely bonkers in front of possibly a load of strangers and then be like no I'm fine now and walk off <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is I, weird honestly, I, I had the same ex- experience in um yeah, with, um, what was it? Where I think it was second year, we had to do one where they were like, right, we're all going <laughs> to... This is what you do at uni. People were like, oh, it sounded like you had loads of fun. I had to do loads of dissertation. I was like, yeah, mine was the same. Um, I remember we had to, to do clowns. this one. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, right, you guys, we're going to act out a scene. And we're like, okay. <laughs> we're all sat in a circle. Like, right, I want you to imagine there's a crash. And immediately you've just got to switch off everything and find a character in this hell of this like 20 other adults that are running around pretending that we're in this crash and you've got to somehow find a character and you've got to stand out instead of being like oh my god no we're in a crash what will we do (laughs) and it was so like why am i like I've paid loads of money to come to uni to do this. But actually, no, it helps because then mm. it helps, especially with dance and finding a character and finding, like, the, the style that I move. Mm. Um, I'm able to then, like, go from weird Jess to then go... When I go into my dancing, I'm like, oh, this is this Jess, where flowy Jess comes in. And her movement, it creates this character on stage. And obviously people can t- interpret it however the way they mm-hmm. want. But it's like, you became... You you've like created this being that moves around the pole, right? And not a lot of people can like emulate that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that, like, I feel like being in that creative industry has actually helped me to fight to like train a way of uh, train a style that becomes like ah oh, that's the way Jess moves yeah. instead of it being like that's how everyone moves. If that makes sense, absolutely. I mean, because yeah. the thing is, um, it's. I think when you're just starting out, like you obviously you are looking at loads of different artists as references, aren't you? Because you're trying to yes. figure out how I look like, how this looks like. And then yeah. at some point you do have to let go and accept that the way that your body moves is just the way that it moves. And now this is you developing your creative practice. This is you developing your movement style. And if you keep trying to look like someone else, it will just never happen because you can't possibly be somebody else and also they cannot be you so once you've unlocked that little piece of information everything gets a little bit easier because you're like i can't do that i'm gonna just do this thing over here and then it just gets way more interesting and that's when people go oh i love how you move and then the whole cycle starts again where people are thinking like i want to move like jess i want to move like sophie like yeah (laughs) yeah because it it's like i feel like because you what a contemporary dancer i remember i met a 
uh, when I did this filming, actually, I met another contemporary dancer. Oh, uh, no, her housemate was a contemporary dancer. And right. she's like, oh, she's going through this phase at the moment. I was like, what's that? She goes, well, she wants to get into this audition, but she needs to stand out. So she's going to go do some crazy hair stuff, like oh <laughs> what God. you were just saying. <laughs> so she was like, she had to create this style and find, but like, she's like, she is incredible. The problem is, that I feel like she uh, moves the same. Right. Um, as every other dancer. And she was trying to find a way that makes her stand out. So the hair um, was the choice. <laughs> yeah, she went for like the hair and the clothes choice. I don't know how far it's taken her, but I remember she really, really wanted this part. She really wanted this part. And she was like, yeah, just ignore the hair at the moment. I was like, oh, it's interesting. I mean, I guess you got to fit in somehow. Like, I, I mean, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's really, it's, I don't know. I can say the same as everyone's, hey guys, just be yourself. But it's not easy to be yourself yourself in the best of times no. and if you are yourself the whole time then you basically just get the situation that me and my boyfriend have in my house where basically the pair of us are absolute weirdos and then we close the door and get on with our lives <laughs> yes like, thank god no one can see this apartment <laughs> otherwise it's terrifying i want to get to talking about then how you actually got to pole then so you yeah you arrived at um well, you had a breakup, apparently. And then yeah. you were arrived into pole dance world. And how... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So I walked into Pure Studios, uh, run by Annie Norris. I remember I went there and, like, I was a shell of a... You know when there's one of those breakups and you've come to a certain age where you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> I felt like it was that. It was like that age because you've gone from, like, going to school... Going through your whole education system. You come out into the real world Um and then you're just like lost and you're just like what do I do like where am I going why am I not achieving any of this stuff Mm. um why have I lost love for things that I've worked so hard for all these years and so then um I started pole and actually like I really enjoyed it and I found like I was really strong you know like when you just naturally pick up on something that's cool um and uh, Annie was like coaching me all the way through and she was like oh yeah no like you're doing really well and then I decided to go traveling because <laughs> I was like I just need to go get away from all of this because it's just driving me insane what, what classes remember- is, is this though was this still the, the boyfriend or was this just life yeah no I think it was like life and the boyfriend at this moment because at this time I like completely like was just I I need to get away. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just so down. Like, I was really, really depressed. I I wasn't happy with anything. Mm. Um, so my dad was like, just come over, because he lives in Thailand. He was like, just come to Thailand, just for a month. Get away Man. from me. So I literally I want to be your dad. He sounds fun. I know. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, just come out here. Quit your job. You're only young. So I did. And I went, like, travelling on my own for a bit, which was, like, the like best experience ever. I was only did it for, like, 10 days on my own whilst right. I was still staying out with my family. But just to like be so vulnerable meet people and just connect and it was just sensational i look back at those like 10 days and i'm like god i would love to do it all again yeah Um, yeah. and then i came back and i was like yeah i'm probably not gonna go back to pole and then annie was like she like messaged me out of the blue was like hey you coming back (laughs) and so then i came back i started like obviously really training at this point because i loved it i was like instead of going to the studio like once a week for an hour I was like going to every class and then I think I did my first ever baby sexy pole routine at the Authentics Ooh. Um, I know and I, I look back at that routine and I was like <laughs> um but yeah it was and then I won that competition and I was like oh my god this is amazing like I saw like not saying that when you 
do poll, you have to like compete and like win mm. to feel like, oh, I'm really good at something. But mm-hmm. I think at that point I was like, oh no, I, I think I could do really well. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that point as well. It, it like opened my eyes to what actually the poll industry was. Yeah. Because at this point I was just coming in to do a couple of exercises, uh, to do a couple of tricks and spins. I was like, this is fun. But mm. I didn't know what the pole industry was at this point until I was watching like the pro category. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And seeing uh, the pole dancers judging. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And and it, then to have that element of being able to go on stage and act the character, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I like. Yeah. Um, and so then... The rest was kind of history then. Like, um, Annie asked me to be an instructor. Wow, I God. teaching. Like, I love my students so much. Like, I really do. They, like, make me so happy. And then I really wanted to get good. So then I started really working on flow because I went through that. I feel like every person has gone through. So I was like, I need to do a trick and post it. <laughs> and, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I just can't keep doing it because I was getting upset that I didn't, like, look like that person. Yeah. I didn't even know... Like what kind of style I liked at this point I didn't know like how my movement was like what actually fit my like body and like what I like played on my strengths so then I just started to flow and found my style and here I am did you find that like because it sounds like um like I said like I, I did a similar thing where I started pole and then I, I just didn't really like it and then it just sort of came back into my life but like did you find that maybe because you've had some time off and stuff like it sounded like you had to go for a little bit of a process of resetting maybe because of the ex like was it was there something about pole or being lost in the mirror or lost in the music that kind of brought you back to yourself a little bit yeah I think it was my confidence like at this when that breakup happened I I genuinely thought I wasn't good at anything and I wasn't good for anything. Wow. And so, but then when I started dancing and I've never been a dancer and I always wanted to, mm. it's just one of those, like where I live, which is like Hereford, you don't really have that much. And the dance schools that you did want to go to at the time, mm. um, you had to been going there since you were like three years old. Yeah, so it was I really know that hard vibe. for you as an adult, yeah, to, as an adult to go into a class because, they weren't specialized for you they were like no we need you to have experience which is a pretty shit so like to have something like pole dancing it was like ah so i can dance and i don't have to be in doing this since i like i came out the womb so (laughs) it was nice to be able to like dance and act and i liked Mm. the fact that you could have a character yeah and then dance and then over time when you you know really develop your kind of style and what you love with pole you create your character yeah you will then carry that on i mean that character changes every now and then you can try different styles but you tend to find that over time like i found well i found over time that i found things that i love to do so i love base work i'm not necessarily an up the pole kind of person i like i don't mind it i just (laughs) don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to go up there it's, it's funny because actually like base work is still something like i keep i keep saying this almost every podcast like i i yeah. am in the next couple of years planning to actually start investigating heels and training heels because i realize for nice. me to get oh my god <laughs> you're so fucking sick get this. <laughs> i know but I, I i i said it i was doing a, a podcast yesterday with uh venia noble and i was saying to yes. her because she has a huge background in dance and i was saying to her like 
if I'm going to do heels, I'm going to do it properly and I'm going to train it and learn a technique. Yeah. And because it's such a, I, th- I think we, we, again, we spoke about it a lot with, with Vernia yesterday. Like what I think a lot of people don't realize is you probably have the same mentality, even if you don't realize is that like the discipline yeah. of training it's the thing that carries you through, and it and yes, talent carries yes. you through, but it's just that thing of like only so far, yeah, only so far. Like I, I still believe that people do have to have a bit of a natural flair and have to have a something, but people can get through with just being very mm. good and technical. That you might, they might not, you might just not get over that line of making a a a, a piece that makes other people, yeah. I don't know, feel stuff. But I mean, in terms of like you are about. 90% there in my opinion if you literally just have the discipline to go yes. and just keep going and be obsessed like actually yes. be obsessed by it it's fine being obsessed oh. about pole dancing it's a fine thing because it's a good place to be obsessed about <laughs> yeah but like I feel like there gets to a point where like after you've learned so many stuff for pole you're like right what is it that I like like what what do I like with it so yeah I went through this phase of like really working on like heels technique um wanting to develop my style of movement and dance around the pole because I felt like at one point I was watching myself and I was like I, I, I'm not feeling anything like I don't feel <laughs> I, I, that sounds so weird I don't feel no um, I completely I, get you though yeah I was just like I, I just see a, a textbook person tr- dancing around uh, it almost like like a tutorial this is how you do this oh um, no that's not fair. and then and I didn't like it and then then I really started really like I spent I think I spent like like months working on flow I just flowed around and I wasn't even doing like um like big tricks at this point I just wanted to see how I could dance and how it would like fit me so yeah I was taking like I was plucking inspiration from Mm. other like people uh pole dancers on Instagram Mm -hmm. but then and I like so you know when you're like oh I like the way that you do this and I like the way that you do this yeah. but then how do I like integrate that with me um, yeah I got I, yeah I got so obsessed with the heels technique at one point and, and I still love it I still want to get good at it like every single time I'm like how does it I want it to look like I'm gliding like I'm oh, skating yes. around the pole I don't want it to look like I'm stepping on anything <laughs> I that's fly. such a good analogy I should feel like I'm ice skating but yeah but the, I guess this is the thing that I guess this is why your videos really transcend a lot of people they really reach people because it's like it's it's so easy to just look like a baby giraffe in heels <laughs> because, <laughs> oh my god yes. even for the best of people like, I, I'm sorry I'm sorry to everyone out there that who is incredible but there's nothing that makes me laugh so more than you see someone that's absolutely stunning have a little tumble because it just reminds you how hard it is <laughs> like, it really is there'll be like moments where I just stand I was saying that because whenever I teach people in heels I'm like I remember I was, I was like please make sure that you're engaging even when you're standing there because I have fallen just from standing in one place. I just decked it to the floor and that's because I've disengaged everything. I forgot where I was. And I'm standing in these hills. I'm like, how did I just die from falling? Or like you step around the pole and you're just on the floor and it's it's the like most demoralising thing. It's like, I haven't even done a big trick. I just stood there and I died. There, I literally died. It is the most ridiculous thing from literally being stood to the floor in seconds because mm. when, you're, when you're falling in heels, there's no catching yourself. 
yourself, is it? You, there's, no. there's nothing. There's nothing. Like it's not like you can like move your weight and catch yourself. You just can't. You just die. And it's and it's hilarious. And I and I know it's embarrassing when I do, but it's hilarious watching people. Like obviously, I'm not going to be like laughing in your face. No. But you know when like on America's Next Top Model when they make them. Oh, oh I love God, that. Oh, so, oh, iconic. <laughs> they were they were not even walking in pleasers. Like forget your limits no. on. Screw you. They man. were they were wearing shoes that was either too big for them or way too small for them. That walked down this runway and act like they were the shit and the moment they were falling I was like yeah that's me I'm like wobbling all around the place but, oh god but then that just shows again you just have to really focus on technique like, shout out to all the people that have bailed because you know yourself you're, hopefully you're sat in your cars or your kitchens yeah. or wherever you are now and you're laughing because you know exactly how far it is from the mm-hmm. top of your head to the floor <laughs> those extra eight or six seven inches ah! is, it's a very fu- long way to go okay <laughs> and it's embarrassing it's not even like you fall like where you can catch yourself it's gone it, it's a gone moment but this is this is totally the reason why things like pole rolls is such a such a good thing because I think we obviously oh, I, I think most pole dancers don't really take themselves that seriously because let's be real no. even when you're full comp mode if you're judging or whatever at the end of the day we're just fucking pole dancing it's just mm-hmm. not that deep it could be as deep as you want it to be but realistically you know pole dancing can be as basic as you want it to be literally in the space of you falling off of your heels so like, I absolutely agree 100%. So, so you can't get too dark right I'm going to leave it there for this episode because I can literally keep talking about falling for the rest of my life but <laughs> nah, thanks, Jack. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we are going to be back in the next episode, and we're going to be talking a little bit about social media and all the other things that really control our entire pole dancing lives. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> catch us next time on Public Chowering. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering podcast, you have to experience Sadasi www.soduncan.com slash sadasi it's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering plus so much more it's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work it's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more and it's where you can hang out and chat with other sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential it's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye. <laughs>